courses. Are you ready to create your own course? Well, today we are going to take you from A to Z. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Welcome to episode 10 of Blair Radio. I am James Shannon, and if you started an online business, I want you to be heard, no matter how small or big your brand is. Before we hear from today's guests, I just want to give you guys a quick announcement. Going forward, we will continue to drop episodes every Monday morning, but... For those of you who signed up to be a patron at theblairgroup.com slash Patreon, you will get future episodes every Friday night. Those shows won't have any ads and they will also include any bloopers that we may make during the recording. Some of them. Anyway, so that is theblairgroup.com slash Patreon. Now, today you might be thinking of starting your own online course. I know I have been thinking about doing one for a very, very long time. So I wanted to invite someone onto the show that can help you and me. Today's special guest has a ton of information to share, like doing market research, the questions that she asks any potential clients that she may have. She covers when you should launch your course and we get into what software to use and the supporting documents that you want to make sure you have available to your students. Like I said, there's a lot of information on this episode and I've been talking a little bit too much, so let's go. Today's guest is an online business manager that specializes in creating standard operating procedures, cleaning up your systems, team management, and courses. She is Melissa Gamara from melissagamaramanagement.com. Melissa, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you for being here. So before we get into the courses, I read somewhere that you guys started because of Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. So I actually um, <laughs> is kind of a kind of a funny story. But back when Shark Tank um, very first came out, um, I was probably like 16 because I think Shark Tank is like on its 10th or 11th season at this point. But, um, you know, kind of middle of the of the road teenage years when people started asking me you know what what are you going to do with your life you know thinking about college and kind of all these things when this show came out and um i remember very vividly watching this show with my parents and then going to bed that night and and laying in bed and just thinking to myself like okay now what can i invent that will allow me to work for myself for forever, right? Like even way back then, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner, um, but just didn't really know how to go about it. And so, yeah, Shark Tank kind of, um, when I think back to like the seed that was planted, that really is kind of the, sh the shining moment, so to speak. Okay, so now you're an online business manager. Can you explain to us what an online business manager does? Yeah, so um, it, I basically am doing exactly what it sounds like. So I'm managing businesses that solely exist online. Kind of what that looks like is uh, 
team management. I typically handle all things related to organization of the business, things like standard operating procedures, um, putting systems in place, coming up with marketing strategy. Um, and I also specialize in course launches. Um, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And so part of being an online business manager means that I help manage this very specific online piece um, that while some business managers will do that, there are others that don't. So um, it is a little bit specific to me, but as far as a general overview of what business managers do um, in the online sense, it's specific to managing your team and kind of coming up with strategy around your business and helping maintain organization and flow, kind of all of those things. All right, you mentioned that you help people with launching their courses. Why would somebody want to create a course? Yeah, so obviously at some point, um, everyone who runs an online business of some sort runs into the time versus money conundrum, so to speak. So a lot of times I work with people who are in either a one-to-one -one business model or provide some level of like coaching and consulting that is very heavy on their time. And so what happens is they eventually max out their time. And the only way to scale your business at that point is to either raise your rates, which can only be done for so long, or it's moved to this one to many model where you're creating a course that essentially acts as passive income. And that course can either be that one to many model where you're actually meeting with people, um, in like a group type space, either on Zoom or in Facebook Live or whatever. Um, or you can do pre-recorded courses um, and just have that be like a passive stream 100%. And typically those act like stepping stones to help bring people in to a one-to-one -one model where they're willing to pay a higher price for what it is that you're offering. All right. So let's say that I want to create my own course, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know what the course should be about. Is there a way that I can figure out how to decide what the course should be about? Yeah. So for most people, you have kind of a set um, list, we'll call it, of things that you provide for people, right? In my particular case, I just rattled them off to you. And so it's, you know, right. systems and SOPs and management and, and then course creation. So if I was to look at those things as a whole and say, okay, now which of these things do I find to be the most valuable or which one do I typically get asked about most often? For me, that is obviously course creation because it's a very hot topic right now. And everybody in the online space typically has some inclination that they're ready to either create a course or that that will potentially be the path of their business just because they again run into this time versus money situation. So what I suggest is that you write down all of the things that you do, figure out which one is the most highly demanded and see if you can come up with a way to package that in a self-guided or a one-to-many style model where a lot of it is just you writing out your process. I also highly recommend that when you're kind of hashing out all of these ideas, that you do market research. So 
you're obviously not going to be the first person in your industry. Um, that's pretty much a given at this point, unless you're, you're some radical innovator, which I mean, right. don't get me wrong, you might be, but um, for the most of us, I would say 99% of the population, we fall into this, this area where somebody else has most likely paved somewhat of a path. This means that doing market research is actually pretty easy. I highly recommend going on Facebook. Once you know who your ideal client is, once you know who you want to market this particular course to, go on to Facebook and find a Facebook group that is very specific to that type of individual. For me, I specifically work with coaches and consultants. Um, so what I would do is I would go online onto like Facebook or LinkedIn, and I would find a group where those type of people reside. And I would ask them, does this particular course fit a need for you? Is it something you would be interested in? And that will give me a really good pulse on where the market's at, whether I should even start going down this road and, and kind of all of that. All right. So I have my ideal client. I'm in the Facebook group where they reside. Mm -hmm. When do I start telling people that I created this course or that I'm going to launch a course? Do I wait until it's created? <laughs> yeah. So, um, don't put the cart before the horse because a lot of times if you were to do it in this particular manner where you're just jumping the gun and you're saying like, yeah, I'm going to start a course. This is what it's going to be on. I would love, you know, to start taking, you know, names of people who are interested and things like that can actually put a lot of pressure on the whole entire course creation process. And then you might not, you know, do it to the best of your ability, really, right. because you have this huge time crunch that you're trying to, to get towards. You want to make sure that you're giving yourself adequate amount of time to really put your heart and soul into this thing, because here's the issue. There are a lot of courses that are online because there are a lot of businesses that are online and you really need to make sure that you're providing something that is up to par with everything else that's out there. Um, if not better, right? Because right. you want people to come to you. You want people to have such a good experience that they not only refer other people, but that they want to continue working with you down the line, which is why I highly recommend that you wait and make sure that all of your ducks are in a row before you start like putting this out there to people and taking information or, or any of that. Okay. So we're going to wait. We know what we want to teach. We know where our ideal client is at. Let's talk about creating the course. What do we use? Do we need, need special tools, special software? Yeah. So there are a lot of different um, pieces of software that exist. Um, things like Udemy, Thinkific, Teachable. Um, these are all platforms that basically are geared towards course creation. Um, now, don't get me wrong, they, they have um, their limitations as well. I particularly um, use Kajabi, which is actually an all-in-one platform. So it allows you to have um, your course on there, your website, your email marketing, your sales funnels. It's like all in one. So that for me is, is my personal favorite. But um, it's really important that you kind of look at your options and take into consideration what your budget is. Because at the end of the day, you want the user experience to be good. 
but you don't want to break the bank over it. So that's the biggest thing. The biggest piece of software is obviously where are you going to house it, right? right? Where is this thing going to live? Once you have that, there's obviously some supporting things that you'll need, such as video, some type of recording device, whether that be the, the basic computer camera or, um, you know, a full setup, whatever, whatever works best for you. I also think that it's important for you to have like workbooks and downloads and things of that nature, like supporting documents, if you will. I always create mine in something called Canva, which is a free um, graphic design website that's really, really easy to use. But you can use something as simple as like Google Docs or Microsoft Word to create some really awesome like takeaway pieces from the course. And those are kind of the, the foundational pieces of getting this whole thing up and going. All right, Melissa, you mentioned a website where your course can live. Kajabi. Is that K-A-J-A-B-I? Yes, it is. All right, great. All right, so I will leave a link in the um, in the show notes where people can find Kajabi if you want to learn more. Let's talk about the length. How long should your course be? So this is kind of up to the individual user, right? So, right. I mean, I know people who have year-long courses. Um, I don't recommend that. You can have anything from four weeks to six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks. It really doesn't matter. Um, however, for me personally, I have found that the sweet spot is somewhere in between six and 12. The thing is that we as people just don't have the attention span that we used to right. and, um, you know, bless us all. But I think that three months is kind of the, the extent of that, especially if it's a self-guided model where people don't really have access to you at all and you're expecting them to go through this on their own and maybe you have video inside the course um, that's kind of helping them walk through this whole thing, like 12 weeks should be the max because it's going to be really difficult for people to, to finish the course if it gets much longer than that. I can't remember the exact statistic, but there is... So I think it's somewhere like 60 or 70% of people who buy courses don't ever actually finish them. Wow. So this is really important for you to take into consideration. Obviously, if you've got a lot of content, you want to make sure that you give that enough space to breathe, so to speak. Um, you don't want to be cramming, like learn how to do Facebook ads in, in six weeks, because honestly, like that's a lot of information to throw at someone and you don't want to overwhelm them. But I think that if you can shoot for six to 12 weeks, that's kind of the sweet spot. Wow. 60 to 70%. That's that. I, I had no idea. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the money. How do you get paid? How do you like, do you have a price before the launch that changes? Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is always kind of a hairy question and i see it a lot in some of the groups that i'm in where people will ask as part of their quote unquote market research how much do you think i should charge for this course and um i always have to chuckle a little when i see these because that would be like the equivalent of you owning a grocery store and then having people come in it and and say to them like hey how much do you think I should charge for this avocado <laughs> <laughs> right it's, it's a little unconventional and really like 
you shouldn't be asking people who are potential customers of yours to give you a price, a starting price. I mean, it might be okay just to give you some, some, you know, some numbers to throw around in your head. But at the end of the day, you're the expert, right? Like that's why you're creating this course. So you need to kind of weigh the amount of time that it's going to take you to put this course together. Realistically, you also need to take into consideration any additional time it's going to take to upkeep this or maintain it, anyone you have to bring on board to kind of handle that, and really take into consideration how much value is the person going to get. And then from there, it's important for you to also look at, look at what other people in your industry are doing. Because a lot of times you can find one or two or three, or I mean, maybe you can find a lot of them, right? A lot of courses, but they're all going to have different price points. So I find that it's better for you to see what other people are doing, see who's maybe, you know, making it work, see who's maybe not making it work. And then kind of take all of this information that you've now put together and kind of ruminate on a number that feels right to you. Now, this may be anything from like a hundred dollars all the way up to a couple thousand dollars, right? Like it ranges so wildly. And most people are willing to pay like two or three or four. I've seen people even pay up to like $10,000 for a course, just depending on how much value is there and, and how good the marketing is and how much they trust the individual. So unfortunately, I don't have like a really good answer as far as like, oh, here's the formula. This is how you price it. But I think that it's really good for you to start at like a beta price. Um, and kind of test the waters with something that that feels good to you and then see how people are receptive to that see how that's going and if you get a ton of interest you need to raise the price if you get hardly any interest I would maybe go back to the drawing board and say hmm how can I add more value to this and make it worth the price is it potentially my marketing that's causing the problem um, Unfortunately, this is kind of a gray area question, <laughs> but no, that that was actually a great answer. Oh, good. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those questions that you hear asked so much. Right. And and to be honest, even when people ask me, they they will come and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a logo or I'm designing whatever. And what price should I charge? And I always tell them, I, I can't give you a price. Your price can always be different than mine. So that that was a great awesome. answer. So glad I feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm sure you get a lot of people that come to you like, Melissa, I want to start this course. And then they try to get started and then they get overwhelmed with everything. What do you find that people struggle with the most? Yeah. So a lot of people kind of come just like we were talking about, when I think about the biggest struggle that people have, it's understanding the value that they bring to the table, right? When you're putting a course together, more often than not, you're going to put everything you have on the table, which is fine. It's absolutely fine for you to do that. But um, you have to understand that like, A, we don't want to overwhelm your client. B, we want to make sure that um, 
you have some additional stuff to sell them later on down the line. And really, we don't want to like overextend your time. And so people will also really struggle with like, when I tell them this, when I tell them that, hey, you maybe need to like rein it in a little bit. People have a hard time with that, which is, is kind of interesting to me. You know, I think we kind of live in this, this world where we feel like, oh, I just want to give the information that I have. It's just one of those things that everybody has this really difficult time around this understanding their value. I mean, I had, I have a client who she, she has a really amazing membership site where she provides almost like a matchmaking service for businesses. She has a huge network. She does this in person as well, and she's taking it online so she can expand it to more of a global market, right? She says, oh, I don't even know if I, if I can charge people $9.99 a month. And I had to have this conversation with her where I said, that's crazy. Like, people pay more than that for Netflix. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't even watch Netflix that often, and I still pay more than that for Netflix. And I don't even use it. Like, you know, it, it, people just don't understand the value that they bring to the table. They don't understand that, that they are an expert and they need to step into that. And so I think that's the biggest struggle that I see. Um, the second thing that I see a lot of people kind of have a hard time with is marketing their own product. So a lot of times when you put the course together, you're, it's your baby, right? Because you put everything into it, you pour everything into it. And so then when you're writing copy for a sales funnel or, you know, you're writing emails about it, you know, to promote it, not only do you not have a good understanding of the whole mentality around like course launches, like what, it, what needs to be done and when, but you're also so close to this course that you maybe don't know how to articulate the value to people who want to buy it. And so then people end up getting into this space where they say, oh, I've tried to launch a course and it just didn't work for me and all of these things. But really what happened is they either didn't promote it enough or they didn't go about it the correct way or their sales page is too long or there's all these different problems that exist in this marketing space when it comes to course creation that we tend to forget about. And that's typically why people end up hiring me is because they either have this course already created or partially created or, or the idea, right? And then all of a sudden they realize that, oh, this is actually a little bit of a, like a monstrosity and it's going to take a lot of like time and energy and I don't know where to start and I don't know what's going on with the marketing. I don't even know how to do that. That That's a big struggle for a lot of people. All right, so the copy on my sales page is too long. It's all over the place. I'm also struggling with creating excitement for my course. I come to you, and what do you do for me? Yeah, so, I mean, depending on, on where the person is um, and how much help they actually need, I've done everything from creating, like, a very detailed outline of what they need to do and when in order to market their course if they're kind of a a do it yourselfer, so to speak. And they, they don't really have the funds to like bring someone on to manage the whole thing. And then I have the other side of the spectrum where people just want to create the course and let me do the rest. And I come in and I'll 
you know, still put together a plan for them so they know what's going on. I put together all of the copywriting. I put together all of the sales pages and the funnels and all of these things. So it can kind of go both ways, just depending on the client. Mm, I love it. All right, Melissa, tell me what is your favorite thing about what you do? Honestly, I, <laughs> I love the creative piece of what I do. I love that I get to solve problems for people. I love that I get to be of service to other um I particularly try to work with female business owners because I am one. Right. Um, and so I'm a little bit more sympathetic to, you know, their struggles. And um, I find it a little bit easier to create copy for them. But um, it, it's really fantastic for me to be able to provide a service to people that is incredibly valuable and to help alleviate some of the stress in their life. Plus, I get to do it in a creative way that that really allows me this creative outlet, both in the problem solving aspect, in my writing, in creating beautiful websites and, and all of these things. So, oh man, it's hard to pick just one, but that's, that's it. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that you want to help other women. You have a daughter, right? I do. Yeah. She's 14 months old. Yeah, so she's she's really, really little. She does not care what mommy does during the day. But um, I've got an eight-year-old stepson and uh, had multiple conversations with him. It's not just, um, just a one-size-fits-all type conversation. Um, it's something that we've had several times over the last, you know, two years that I've been in business and working from home. You know, each time it gets a little bit more in detail and I give him a little bit more and um, ask him for a couple more questions about it. But, you know, I try to I try to explain it to him in a way where he understands that I work from home and it is work. <laughs> you know, it's not I'm not home just to like hang out with him and, and his dad or, you know, spend time with my daughter, which I mean, don't get me wrong, those are obviously the motivating factors, but you know, when I'm working, I am working and uh, I tried to explain to him, oh my goodness, tried to explain to him what an online course was and he was just beyond lost. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, wait, what? Like, pe people learn online? I, what? I don't understand. Are you a teacher? <laughs> like, I don't get it. So it, it's a challenge for sure. All right. That's, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So going back to the courses, what advice would you give to anybody looking to create their own? Yeah. So obviously we talked about the market research piece. Um, I cannot stress this enough. You always, always, always want to start with the market research just because how awful would it be for you to start a course, start this whole creation process, get to the finish line, do all the marketing, only to realize that, oh, this actually is not something that anybody in my current audience wants. Um, <laughs> it's just a huge waste of time. So you can save yourself a huge headache by doing market research first. I highly recommend doing it on Facebook inside of those groups. It's a really, really great resource that's completely free. I also think that it's really important for you to have a plan uh, before you even get started. You need to create an outline based on what results you're looking to get, right? So if your course is specifically about, let's say, shifting your mindset, right? That's a big thing now. If you're a mindset coach and you're trying to create a course about 
helping women shift their mindset, right? Let's just say that, that it, that's it, for example. Okay. That's your target goal. And you need to create an outline of steps that get you to that goal. Having that outline before you start creating your course will actually help guide you through the content creation piece. And we'll make sure that you don't veer off to the side and add some tangent in and, you know, end up with this, this hodgepodge of information that doesn't actually tell people something. So those are kind of my two, my two biggest pieces that you need to make sure that you do. Great. So would you say before I get your help, I should have my market research done and an outline ready? Absolutely. Awesome. And I think that's it for me. Did you have anything else that we, that we, that we didn't cover? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, for anyone on who's, you know, part of your listener pool that is looking to uh, launch a course, I actually have a course launch checklist, which kind of goes over the general things that you need to be doing over a 90 day period um, to kind of give you an outline of what, what needs to happen in order for you to get from your idea to an executed product. Um, and I'm willing to, to give that away to people for free that are listening to your show. Wow. That that's amazing. Melissa, again, that is a checklist to get you from an idea to an executed product right. in 90 days. Yep. Great. All right. So where else can people go to find out more about you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, which is melissagamaramanagement.com. Um, I'm also on both Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, my Facebook is also Melissa Gamara Management and LinkedIn is just Melissa Gamara. So, and I'm a blonde white lady who looks like she's 12. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy to pick me out. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Before you go, um, I'm not a wine person, but I know you are, right? Yes, I am. All right, so I'm creating my outline for my course, and I want to enjoy some wine. What do you suggest? Oh, man. Um, so I've got a couple of go-tos, um, kind of depending on what you're into. So I like Merlot um, just as an overarching, like I can never go wrong with that. However, for those of you who are a little bit into maybe some sweeter stuff or, um, you know, something that's not so aggressive as a Merlot, you can always go with um, a white wine that is by Fetzer um, and it's called a Riesling. It's relatively sweet, um, doesn't have a lot of bitterness to it. So that's a really good wine. Um, and then there's one of my, my favorite, favorite favorites is Stella Rosa, and um, they have a wide variety of everything from like a really dark wine all the way to like Moscatos, which are really light and very sweet. So you can't go wrong with any of those ones. And they've got a pretty low alcohol percentage. So for those of us who are who are moms who can't really hold our liquor anymore, <laughs> it's a great option for, you know, just like at dinner or something like that. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Melissa, for sharing your knowledge of wine, helping us with launching courses and giving us some insight into your home life. I really do appreciate you and thank you for chatting with me today. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Remember, everybody, Melissa Gamara Management dot com. Mm -hmm. And she looks like she's 12. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. But 
yeah, pe- people are shocked when I tell them how, how old I actually am. So I just think it's such a funny sticking point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to thank you again so much for joining me and I appreciate you. I appreciate it. Bye. Wow. What a great episode with Melissa Gamara. If you need help with creating and launching your course, make sure you do your market research, create your outline, then head over to melissagamaramanagement.com and get her free. Yes, free course launch checklist. Thank you, Melissa. I didn't even know you were going to be that generous. Also, I did give me a bottle of Moscato and it is sweet. I just don't know if I'm drinking it right. So tell me in the comments, do I sip it? Do I swirl it in my glass? Can I drink it from a cup? Somebody help me. And before we go, I do want to help you with starting your online course. You can visit Kajabi.com today and sign up for their 14-day free trial to use their all-in-one platform to create your course, along with managing your email list, creating your website, and a whole lot more. However, if you would like to just focus on your course and you don't need anything extra, you can head over to theblairgroup.com teach to sign up for an account with Teachable. That is an affiliate link, so I may receive a commission after you get started at no additional cost to you. Whatever you choose, just make sure it is the best option for you and your business. And I can't wait to take some of your courses. So create your outline, get help from Melissa, and begin your course so that you can be her. Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.